State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up, what's up? This is Robin Dixon, co-host of Reasonably Shady, which has just been nominated for an NAACP Image Award in the Outstanding Arts and Entertainment Podcast category. This is so big for Giselle and I. And of course, we must thank all of our fantastic listeners. But we need your help. Visit vote.naacpimageawards.net to vote for Reasonably Shady. That's vote.naacpimageawards.net. But don't wait. Voting closes on February 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And make sure to listen to Reasonably Shady every single Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Welcome to Reasonably Shady. This is Giselle Bryant here, and I am here with... Hello, everyone. My name is Robin Dixon. Yes, this is our Reasonably Shady podcast. This is our first podcast, guys. We don't know what the hell we're doing, but just bear with us because we're going to figure it out. And by the time we're like on episode, I don't know, 28, we'll be great. Exactly. So we do kind of want to tell people how we met, right? Well... I think we should start off with um, just why are we, why is this podcast called Reasonably Shady? That's very important. Um, so to know us is to know that Robin is extremely reasonable. She's like practical. She's always like Switzerland. She always tries to see the good in people. And I'm just shady. Okay. Yes. I, so Giselle's first um, reaction to something is a shady one. <laughs> And then I think about it, I process it, and then I try to be like Robin, which is very reasonable, but mm, doesn't really work. I just stay on the shady side. Yes, you sure do. Yes. It, I mean, but sometimes you don't take that much convincing. I have to like, you know, we'll have a private conversation. I'll say, well, look at it this way. Sometimes <laughs> I get through to you. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. But yes. So welcome to Reasonably Shady, where you will get a lot of reason and a lot of shade. Yes, it, it, absolutely. <laughs> now, I can say that 100 years ago, I moved to Baltimore. I got married and um, me and my husband at the time went to the car wash and 
who did I see but this beautiful woman? And I was like, oh, my God, she really pretty. She kind of looked like me. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> that's why she was beautiful? Yes, that's why she was beautiful. But no, I saw her and I was like, wow, she's really, really beautiful. And I thought to myself, I wonder who that is. Then years later, I was at a party. Lo and behold, this beautiful woman was introduced to me. Yes. By our friend Sharice. Yes. Yes. So Sharice invited us both to a charity event. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest charity events in the city of D.C. All the women look forward to it. Mm -hmm. we, everyone gets pissy drunk. Um, so everyone was pissy drunk at this sh charity event, except for us, maybe. I mean, yes. we were probably like a little bit. I was probably partaking. Mm -hmm. We ended up at the same table sitting right next to each other. Yes. So once I realized who she was, she's Robin Dixon. It dawned upon me, because when I moved to Baltimore, Robin is from Baltimore, that everybody kept asking me, was I related to Robin Dixon? And I was like, I don't know, no Robin Dixon, and who the hell is Robin <laughs> Dixon, and Robin Dixon what? So then I was like, holy shit, you're the girl everybody's been asking me about. Yes. And she's beautiful, so I don't mind being related to her. Yes. We're not related, but right. I mean, you know. Like, okay, I'll if, take that. Exactly. Yes. So we instantly became besties, and like the rest is history. But I feel like it took like... It was like we were sitting next to each other and we instantly were being reasonably shady. I probably was being shady too, though. Absolutely. <laughs> we were being shady, shady. Yes. And we were just, you know, observing the people in the party, you know, making little comments about what was going on yes. and having a good time. Yep. And um, it probably took a minute, really, for you to realize, oh, you're the girl from Baltimore that everyone thinks yes. that's my cousin or something. Right. It, it did take a minute, but once I figured it out, I was like, cool. Like, at least it was somebody that I thought was cool as opposed to an asshole. Right. And, yeah. it's, and you know, it's kind of weird. It's like, even though you didn't know me, just figuring out that there was some sort of connection and you knew people that knew me, it was like, oh, okay, all right, she's really cool. And then I realized that she was the woman on the side of the Metro bus <laughs> that I would see. I hate Robin right now. Okay, I hate Robin. Because once upon a time, I was on Metro buses as a billboard, not because um, I'm wanted for like a crime or something. Well, well, no, no, no. You weren't on the, the bus for a crime, but you were like laying on top of your then husband, Jamal. <laughs> Like, come to our church. Yes. Okay. They were very cute. It was it was very cute. And I was on. I, but look, are you hating? A picture? I need. I have to find a picture of these buses. I mean, I would literally be like, oh, who's that woman on the side of the bus? She's pretty. Like, who are they? Robin is hating on my past. Yes, yes she is. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. Like, it was. So we were like instantly. I was like, oh, that's the woman on the side of the bus. And Giselle was like, oh, that's the woman that everyone thinks is, is my cousin. Yes. And we were, you know, both. Silly, goofy, having fun, laughing, instantly hit it off. Yes, so, yes. The and then years good. later, um, we got a call about a show called The Real Housewives of Potomac. And we've rocked that out for, I don't know, several seasons. So it helped solidify. I mean, we were already besties before then, but it really helped with our relationship. And we've had each other's back on the show. They've been trying to tear us apart. Oh, my God. But we have had each other's back. And I, like, totally appreciate that. So, by yes. the way, I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, I mean, uh, that's what real friends do. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. Um, so can we talk about the Real Housewives of Potomac? Yes, we and can. And how we got here? So Giselle will tell you. So when they first started casting for a show for Bravo, 
um, you know, they say, oh, they're looking for an ensemble cast of women in the in the D.C. area. And Giselle had already been talking to a casting director and Sharice had already been talking to the same casting director. And they said, well, call Robin because, you know, she's our friend. She'd be great. Blah, blah, blah. And I want to say I was already in. They liked me. Yeah. Yes. Yay. Yes. She was already in. <laughs> so the casting director calls. And so so they're both like, Robin, you talk to the casting director. I'm like, for what? Like... <laughs> I mean, I don't got nothing going on. I was going through, like, I was, my life was in shambles. I will be honest about that. Um, you know, financially, mm-hmm. we were in a bad place. My relationship was in a bad place. All that type of stuff. Um, I think I was divorced by then. Yeah, I was yes, divorced. Yes, you were definitely divorced. So I was like, I'll talk to him, but whatever. I talked to him, and, and my first, lead, you know, I'm like, not, in my opinion, not auditioning for a show. I'm having a conversation. So my first, you know, <laughs> line with him he was like you know oh tell me about yourself i was like well i don't live that life <laughs> it's bad i should have prepped robin and i didn't i'm like i'll be honest i'm not living that life <laughs> and so he called either giselle or sharice was like i hate her <laughs> okay so I- i'm gonna give the story how it really happened so i was in i was good to go and they were like do you have any friends and i was like yes robin and you're gonna call her and she's gonna be amazing and so they called this person that i had hyped up like I was a hype woman. I was right. like, she's amazing. And then Robin is on the phone, like not giving a shit. So the guy immediately called me back and was like, um, I hate her and she's out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell no. Call her back. Call her back. Call her back. So I, it took Robin a minute right. to be nice to casting. And so finally, you know, they obviously loved her and the rest is history. The rest is history. Yes. Every day, I'm still like, how did I get on this show? Because <laughs> <laughs> I told him, call Robin back. <laughs> right. right. But, um, it's, but it's been fun. It's been a journey. It and, has. And most of you who watch the show have seen our relationship. And, you know, I think the name of our podcast, Reasonably Shady, is it. it you probably think it fits us. Yes. So. Yes. So how do we get to this podcast? All right. We got to talk about the pandemic, okay? Because that is what it is. Um, and like, I think during the beginning of the pandemic, we decided for whatever reason to have an Instagram live together because mm-hmm. we were bored. Yes. Shitless. We were bored. We missed each other. Yes. Yes. And so we did and, that. And and we don't get on Instagram a lot. Like we're not, you know, addicted to social media. Mm-mm. So um, that was kind of like the first time in a really long time we had gotten on Instagram live together. Yeah. Did you even have lashes at that point? Did you have some lashes on? Because I think I looked no, really crazy. I might have had a turban on my head or something. Yeah, you or, had a turban. I have like yeah. my hair like on a ponytail oh, top I of my head. I didn't have lashes. The yeah. pandemic hit. Okay. Can we talk about like the pandemic hit? Um, and I was like, oh, yes. I mean, I was like kind of loving it at first. I was like, ooh, I don't have to get my hair done. I don't have to get my lashes done. I don't have to put on clothes. I don't have to. And that's a dream for Robin, for everyone to know. That is Robin's dream in life to never have to do any of those things. Anything. Anything. I didn't have to get my nails done. I let my nails fall off. I still haven't put them back on. Right. What else? Um, Um, You had on sweatpants every day. Sweatpants every day. I was drinking wine at 10 a.m. <laughs> and eating chocolate cake at 4 a.m. Wait, like, wait. I remember Robin called me. She was like, Giselle, oh my God, it was midnight and I had, I just polished off an ice cream bar. I can't do it anymore. And I was like, back away from the refrigerator. Yes. Back away. It was hard. I gained like mm, a good 14 pounds during the pandemic. Yeah. During that, like, that first. Two months of the pandemic, I gained 14 pounds. For sure. And then a light switch went off and I was like, 
I hate food. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, I don't want to eat. I don't want anything. Yes. So now, can like, and this has been going on till this day. Um, I've only had a bar. It's everyone. It's eight thirty at night p.m. Uh-huh. and I've had one bar like. A protein oh, and, bar. Okay, but Robin, we can eat. I mean, we don't have to go that far. I know, but something happened. I mean, I still eat, but it's like, right. I'm not hungry. Okay. So I went from eating all day, right. all night, staying up until like four in the morning uh-huh. and just pigging out yeah. to not eating like- So you're like a all. bear in hibernation. Maybe I am. Yes. You have stored up fat and then- <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, that's well, how I, I survive. Right. So I decided, like, one, it, it, for me, it was kind of similar. Like, one day I woke up and I was like, I'm not cooking anymore. Oh. And I have children. And I was like, I don't care if they starve because there's going to be no food being cooked up in this house. Oh, my God. I'm done. Yes. Because at first we were cooking all day, three times a day. Now, I am proud to say I am like- a platinum plus tier member of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Like, I mean. <laughs> I can't. I don't even. I can't. Because I'm right highest, behind you. Yes. Whatever <laughs> the highest reward level is. Yeah. I'm that. Sure. I redeem my rewards for free cookies, mm-hmm. for a free chicken sandwich. For like, Is this on an app? I got to get on the app. What? I'm not on the app. You're not on the app? What am I missing? <gasps> You're missing free chicken sandwiches. Shit. And free nuggets and free cookies. Oh, okay, and I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. What the hell? I'm, doing, I'm getting on this goddamn app. All Wait, right. Do you, are they delivering to you? So what I do you is I, I drive up to the, the mall where the Chick-fil-A is. I give my kids my card and I sit in the car and they go in there, get the food and they come out. Oh, see what So I, I need to get do, the app. What I do is I open the app uh-huh. and I hit repeat last order <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. I hit you know, sin. Yes. And like, yes, the app. They, I mean, you get rewards, okay. girl. You know, I, want you my, rewards. I want my rewards. I have already told people I am the cheapest, richest woman you will right. ever meet. Okay. <laughs> I want my goddamn rewards. Yes. Okay. You all right. Well, we got sidetracked, Robin. So, no, I know, but I okay. feel like all of that, like, I, it's hard to talk about a pandemic and not talk about all the shit that we went through. Yeah, that's true. And and it was a it, literally it was a lot because Robin, you and I were sending each other menus. I mean, not menus. We were sending each other recipes, recipes yes. of different food that we could cook. <laughs> and none of it was um, like fat free. None of it was like oh, no. the skinny portion. This was all like food, yes. food. Finger looking good. Yes. Yes. With like. butter. <laughs> so that had to stop. That yes. stopped. That was hard. That was horrible. Um, but I feel like, you know, clearly we're coming out of the pandemic and I feel better about my life. Oh, me too. Absolutely. And spring is sprung. Yes. That always helps. So mm-hmm. I, it was a really rough patch for me um, just this past, like, you know, fall, winter. And now that spring is here, it's like, OK, spring is here. We have a vaccine. Yes. We have, you know, I think we're, we've just become more accustomed to life as it is. Yep. Although I feel like we are getting better. Um, and I'm feeling better about life. Right I am. Now. I'm feeling am. really good. And, you know, we're in the state of Maryland. The state of Maryland is doing great with their numbers. Yes. And that's making me feel like, you know, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm still very cautious. Yes. You know, I'm not out and about. I'm not, you know, trying to be at big gatherings. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, when I, oh, my God, do you see all these spring breakers? Spring breakers have lost their damn mind. Oh, my God. It is something called a Petri dish of germs. I mean, and it makes me, my stomach hurt. It's like they just like release them from jail and they just like. 
But you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw shade because when I get into a club, I'm act like I'm 25. Oh yes, I can't wait until that. I'm gonna I, drop it like it's hot. I mean, right? And and I don't want to go to the club, but when that time comes, I don't want to go, but I'm going. Yes, yes. We're gonna have a good old time. So uh, my, I will say, my outlet has been, and we still have to get back to this how this podcast. Yes, we're and getting we, there. We're getting and, there, y'all. We'll get Bear there. with us. This I'm, is reasonably shady. Bear with us. Right. Okay. This is why we're here with you because. Yeah. We have so much to talk about and right. we go, we, you know, we get on a you know, sidetracked and then we come right back. But my outlet has been basketball tournaments. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, Juan and I, or I have a youth basketball team that Juan coaches. I'm the general Juan manager. is her husband, fiance. Yes. Husband. Yes. One and of those. So our son, Corey, plays on the team. Robin is the, is a boy mom. Yes. I'm a girl mom. Mm-hmm. I know. Yes. So boy, mom all day. So we have been traveling every other weekend to play in basketball tournaments. Um, the kids play in mass, like mm. it's all very socially distanced, all that. But in the nighttime, the parents turn Ooh. all the way up. I mean, we're Not literally basketball at- parent turn up. Oh, yes. What? We are literally at the games with hangovers. because. What? Now that's, before, now that's a game. Yes. We are turning up and literally one weekend, my son was telling me stuff that I said and I did and I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, those have been my releases. That's called bad mom, just in case y'all don't know. No, I mean, but mama gotta be happy. Mommy gotta be happy. Hey. Mama gotta be happy. <laughs> so anyway, that's, you know, no, I haven't been in the club, but we have created our own little club in the residence inn, okay? Or not to turn the, up in the residence inn. Girl, residence that inn. is a broke turn up. The Wyndham Garden. Oh my God, I mean, this is a cheap that, turn up. Yeah. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, 
you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We get the ball. We get the, the conference What are y'all drinking? Mad Dog 2020? What <laughs> is at the bar? Tell me what's at the bar. Oh, we have a stock bar. We have tequila. We got vodka. What kind of tequila? Because there's different kinds. Tequila stuff. Casamigos. That's okay. Stuff, this, right? is, this is a horrible you know, turn out. We got out. the Grey okay. Goose. We got the good stuff. Okay, Grey Goose. Okay. Yes, All yes, right. Yes. That's my drink. Anyway, so, okay. Back to where we were talking about. How that's that's been your outlet for the pandemic. That has been my outlet okay. in the pa- over the past few months like at first I was very like I'm not leaving the house I'm not going anywhere and now it's like okay these kids need to get on the basketball court yep and I need to leave the house okay that is my outlet getting back to how we are here at this podcast people Robin went on a rant um we like we said we we did an Instagram live together we did one or two maybe just one yeah I can't remember and the feedback that we were getting or the comments were that Oh, you know, Giselle and Robin, y'all should have a, the Green Eye Bandits. Y'all should have a podcast. Right. And and I think it's because when we're talking to one another, the people who are listening or watching, they feel like they're like our girlfriends, too, or yes. our friends, too. Like, yeah. they're right there in the room with us. And they're like, you know, they're getting it. They're kikiing with us. Like, we're not just like talking you know just about the show and like we're literally just laughing joking having fun and right. i think people people really responded to that like they were messaging me yes and messaging both of us like you guys need a podcast you guys need a podcast right and um so i robin told me i'll put it I out you one day right? yeah robin called me and said she said you know people were giving that kind of feedback i put it out into the universe in other words i called my manager and i told her to make it happen and here we are today yes. we are on iHeart. we we are on the black effect platform thank you black effect we love y'all and you know i feel like this is a great way speaking of outlets of us to like share our stories um we've been through personally a lot you know mm-hmm. i'm divorced i got three kids um Robin is not really divorced, kind of, not really. She's, okay, fine, she's married. She has two kids, and we're both entrepreneurs. We both believe in success. We try to get our hustle on. We try to teach our kids um, to be the best people that they can be. And I feel like, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are striving for greatness. So that is what we are going to try to bring you all week by week. But first, because we are reasonably shady, we'd like to give y'all individually our reasonably shady moment of the week robin would you like to go first okay i will go first Mm -hmm. so today i had an appointment to get cornrows okay Um, explain that because is that different from loose locks lemon locks i need an explanation because i don't know nothing about these braids well me neither that's the problem oh so you know i I don't know a whole bunch about hair. I just typically I go to my hairstylist and I say do my hair. Thank you. So I don't really know the terminology for cornrows or braids or whatever it is. So I just told the girl, I want cornrows. I'm going on a trip. Uh I don't want to do my hair. I want some cornrows. And she's like, well, what style do you want? I was like, oh, my Lord. (laughs) What do you mean? So I was like, just I said, just do something cool. Right. 
I'm thinking, because I've gotten cornrows before, and it literally took like less than two hours to do. And I had all these appointments. You know, I, ha- I had somewhere to be, okay? Yes. Call my house to do this podcast. To do podcast. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, my appointment's at two. I'll be out by four at the latest. I can go home and, you know, eat something or, <laughs> you know, see my kids, make sure they're cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, nah. Um Five and a half hours later, right, I walk out. First of all, I had to, I texted Giselle probably like five times. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm running late. Oh, I'm even later. Oh, I'm even later. Like, I literally, and it's so crazy. It's like, I thought she was almost done. Uh-huh. But she wasn't. It was like, okay, there was like a patch of hair. And I was like, okay, that's the last one. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, no, now it's the last one. And then I was like, oh. So okay, no, who, who here is reasonably shady? You to me because you late or the lady that did your hair to you? I'm going to say me because okay. I did not tell her I was on a time constraint. Okay. You know, like, and it's like once she started doing her thing, it's too late. Yes. You know, I couldn't be like, wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Um, This feels like it's taking a little bit longer. Like, right. You know, when I got like half my hair braided. So they're very cute, by the way. Robin looks really cute. For those of y'all cannot see us, she looks very, very cute. And she's yes. a very pretty woman. And that's why we love her, even though she was two hours late. No, I was two. It's really more like three. Yeah, no, no, three. Two, no, oh, no, eight. Does, right, late. Right, right. Late as fuck. There, there we go. Like there we are. Just right. late. Yes. Yeah. So so I am the shady person because... You're... Okay. All right. So... Yeah. Um, and just to know us is to know that Giselle's always on time. I live by that. I don't know where that came from in You're my life. Virgo. I'm a Virgo. Yes, I'm always on time. Duh. And Robin's always late. So, yeah. guys, if you all don't get an episode from us, it's because Robin didn't show up. She was late. Oh, shit. Then, no, just call a guest. Okay. okay. Or I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, but my, the good thing mm, is, like, you love me. And yes. It's so crazy. I was like, when I was texting her, I was like, I'm running late. And I was like, oh, shit. I don't know what she's going to say. You're like, okay. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what was I going to say? Like, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> and actually, and honestly, we were supposed to do this at 10 a.m. Yes. And I called her last night. Yes. After I got home from a basketball tournament. And I was like, um, I think that's a little too soon and we're going to need a little more time because I get my lashes done. Like I got, I have, let me tell you, I'm the, the book of excuses. Okay. <laughs> People bear with me. Pray for me. Y'all well, we pray for happen. me. Yes. We made it happen. Yes. Here. Pray for me in these streets. Anyway. <laughs> All right, okay. Moment? So my reasonably shady moment is, you know, I have met a couple of new ladies lately mm-hmm. and one of them I reached out to because I felt like, you know, she could be a cool girlfriend and we could kind of kiki together or whatever. And I sent her a little text message and I was like, hey, um, why don't we hang out for drinks? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And she responds back and says, "Mm, well, um, you're going to need to call my assistant and have you penciled into my schedule. Mm. Who does that? Now, that's not reasonably shady that's just shady that's shady shady that's shady shady yes that's all the way whack shady that's right yeah but it but it falls under this is what happened to me um in my week and i just want to share that with y'all so and that should be like okay well kick rocks and let's keep it moving kick rocks keep it moving because i have friends that I can have drinks with. Right. I don't need any new you friends. Me. Yeah. Isn't, right. that what, isn't that what Drake said? Why are no you new trying friends? to get new friends? You I don't know. No new friends. That's Drake or who said that? Was that Little Baby or Da Baby? Drake. I can't tell them apart. Drake. It was Drake. Okay. No new friends. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> okay. So we would like to share some, or I would like Robin to be honest because I've known Robin for a while. So I know her past. Mm. Right. 
And we're seasoned women. Right, we've come a long way. You're a little more seasoned than me. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, and I feel like there's a big difference between like who we were as children growing up, and I I can identify with this because my kids are teenagers now. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit off, not not off the chain, but you know they do things that make me wonder how will you grow up and what will you be? Mm, right. Isn't that scary. It's extremely scary. So. I would like for us to give a little tidbit into our past, Robin, so that people can really understand us. Okay. Well, I'm happy to share my past. Okay. Um, so, you know, and I think this is just great. This is just, we're all going to be friends here. Um, hopefully you all will be tuning in for the podcast, you know, every week, every, yes. every episode. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to get to know more and more and more about us. So where, what better place than to start with our, our childhood or, you know, how we became who we are today. Yep. So I grew up. Um, with two professional parents. My father is a dentist. Um, my mother was a professor at Morgan State University and then also an entrepreneur. Um, we lived a very upper middle class, bougie black people life. Ooh, bougetto. And when I say bougie, I mean we were in, you know, Jack and Jill. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mother is in a sorority. My father's in a fraternity. Um, you know, I am in a sorority as well. Um, I guess we should just name. I mean, I don't. I don't have to protect the name. So my mother is a Delta. <laughs> yes. My father is a Kappa. Okay. Um, and and you know they both went to HBCUs. They're very like social in the in the city of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, very well known. It just you know because Baltimore is a small town, and you know years ago wasn't that many professional black people in the city of Baltimore. There weren't that many black dentists in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Just whatever it is. So because of that, my parents were very. I don't want to call them bougie though, because they're like they were like laid back bougie people, like yes. down to earth bougie people. I can yes, I you agree know. with that. And you know we're all in in the social organizations that are more exclusive and hard to get into. Um, so that was kind of the life that I lived. I went to a private school, a very um, prestigious and expensive private school um, from ninth through twelfth, and um, you know had a a car as soon as I turned sixteen, like all that stuff. Lived a good life. And, oh, mm-hmm. I was so smart that by the by the age of three, I was reading. Oh. And so they put me in school a year early. Okay. Mm. So I was like my parents' golden child because I was so smart and I was so well behaved. And I was, and my brother was a terror. My brother's three years older than me. And my mm-hmm. brother was like the worst child ever. Yes. I said that. He was... <laughs> You could tell him I said that too. Yeah, he was the worst. Like he was a nightmare. He was wild. I think like you know they. I don't know. He just he, there was just so many issues with my brother that when I came along, my parents were like, especially my mom. She was like, "Oh my God, thank you." I think God was like, "You need a break because yes. that son of yours is a terror." So I was the perfect child. Mm. Yes, I know this is going downhill soon. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. somewhere along the way. <laughs> I met some people who weren't the perfect children Mm. and I succumbed to peer pressure Mm. in like seventh grade. And what happened, Robin, in seventh grade? In seventh grade, I was smoking cigarettes and running the streets, like running up and down the, you know, the literal streets of my neighborhood. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes in seventh grade. So you were chain smoking like an old lady. Well, not. I mean, we were like hiding behind the bushes. Okay. Smoking cigarettes. Then we would go and like 
break the Mercedes emblems off of people's what? Mercedes cars. You are I'm, a vandal? You were vandalizing vandal. the streets? Yes. So I'm like, I'm sorry if you noticed one day that your Mercedes emblem was gone from the hood of your car. It was Robin. It was me. What? <laughs> Who does I was, that? I was taking a can of soda. Mm-hmm. This is like a federal offense. But okay. I think the statute of limitations. What is statute of limitations? Yeah, it's over. Okay. I was taking a can of soda and pouring it in the mailbox. Like what? the blue mailbox that you like put your mail in. Like people are like, oh, I got to pay my bills. Let me drop it in this blue mailbox. So you are. We literally would be like, hee 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 and take a can of soda and pour it in the mailbox. So Why? people have Pepsi mail, Coke <laughs> mail because of Robin. <laughs> yes. This is horrible. <laughs> I thought I was bad. No, you take the cake, honey. So that was seventh grade. So then well, eighth God grade. forbid you get to eighth grade. Yes. No better. And, and all the while, my parents think I'm perfect. Oh, they, like, had, they were none the wiser. They were none the wiser. I, like, how did they not smell that cigarette smoke on me? Mm. Maybe they were in denial. Okay. Mm. Gladys, girl, oh, well, you I, couldn't smell Robin. Do you know, like, I'm... To this day, I'm like, I, I don't want to talk about this. And my brother brings up this shit. And I'm, I'm can we curse here? Yeah, she, we can curse here. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I have a potty mouth. My brother brings this stuff up as if it's like the funniest thing on earth. And I'm like, no, don't talk about it. So anyway. Okay. Okay. Eighth grade. I am drinking Mad Dog. What? 2020. In eighth grade? You, and didn't, I, you didn't even get to high school yet. No. No, I didn't get to high school yet. So you was a cigarette drunk. And I was smoking weed. And you were smoking weed. Robin Dixon. <laughs> in eighth grade? Eighth grade. Like, that's in really, really young. Like, because eighth grade, you're what? 14, 12? You're 13. No, mind you, I'm a year younger than everyone else. So you're 12. Because I started school a year early. Okay, so if my children were right now, because, you know, the twins are 14, if they were smoking weed, mm-hmm. I would be, like, livid. I would beat their ass for you. Yes. Okay. Like I and my and my son Corey just turned thirteen yesterday, and I could not imagine him being around anyone doing that. So do I need to keep you away from my kids? No. Are you a bad influence, Robin? <laughs> what is no, happening? No, no, no. The story. There's like a. There's like um. Is there a light at the end of the there tunnel? There's a light at the end of Where's the tunnel. Where's the light? I, it's coming. I mean, it gets a little bad, and then it gets. When know. when was sex involved? Ninth grade. Fourteen. Shit. 14. What in the ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Robin Dixon cannot come around my kids. I'm here to tell y'all. She's got some bad values. <laughs> but all the while, I'm like, okay, I know I'm doing, I'm being really bad and I hope I don't get in trouble. I hope my parents don't find out. I don't know how the fuck I got away with this stuff. I just don't. Neither do I. So ninth grade came. And this is where the turning point happened. Okay. Because at this point, you're like, a, what do you call it? A delinquent? A, a, what is a it juvenile called? delinquent. You're a juvenile delinquent oh, yeah, yeah. right I now. Could, I, could, I could have been in juvie. Yes. Okay. So, and this is all because I had a friend that was my best friend and she didn't have supervision. Mm. Like her parents are very lean. But, but you did. And her parents smoked cigarettes too. So it's like okay. if we were smoking in the basement, they weren't going to be able to even tell. Right. right. So I spent a lot of time at her house um, and got into all types of trouble. So ninth grade something a light bulb went off in my father's head thank you jesus because you've been running around town (laughs) killing people's mercedes spins jesus and i was at my friend's house and we were running the neighborhood somehow i'm trying to remember the story 
Oh, there was a guy I was talking to, and he was four years older than me. Of course he was. He was probably... Um, yeah, because, of course, the 14-year-old boys weren't, you know, they weren't doing what and I was, was this, doing. Were you even of age? No, you were not. No. And he was. This was called rape. It, it sure was. Right. Clearly, sure you was. can never all talk types, to my kids again. All no, okay. I can speak from experience. Okay. Of, right. of what not to do. Okay. I am the example of what not to do. Okay. But what happened was, so... 14 hanging out with my friend and her boyfriend who and they had been like having sex for two years you know and then um and then this guy that was a senior in high school and we drank mad dog we smoked weed and all i remember is i was in the back of the car mm-hmm. getting laid getting what's laid mean you were having sex yeah okay i'm sorry okay yes, <laughs> yes. okay yes. and then what happened yes this is getting good so that happened and then something it's something in my father's head, like a light bulb went off and he was like, he started looking for me. Like I was at my friend's house and uh-huh. he literally drove to their house and was like, where's Robin? Like something's not right. Oh, how long did it take for your father to figure out something wasn't right? Three I years? No, Probably three years. I guess so. But yeah. I think he always, I think it was one of those where like they knew that my friend probably wasn't the best influence. Right. But, but I would always be like, but that's my friend. I want to go to her house. Right. Please. And we spent like all, like a lot of time together. She was Jewish. I, I can recite Hebrew prayers. Mm. I've been, you know what I mean? It was just like, I spent that much time that I was at like Rosh Hashanah dinner with her and all that type of stuff. Okay. So, but something, they, my parents would always try to like, no, we don't want you to go over there. Cause I think they knew that it just, we were not supervised. Right. So for whatever reason that night, he drove over there, came and got me. Yeah. And I'm drunk as a skunk. Uh-huh. And literally it was like for me, that was like the worst thing imaginable for me. For my parents to see that I was drunk like that. Right. And to disappoint them like that, that I literally didn't drink again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, after well, that experience. God. Right. Well, I won't say I didn't drink again, because clearly I was Because you were drunk last I was, week. I was drunk last week. With the <laughs> basketball moms. <laughs> okay, I won't say again. I probably didn't pick back, like, by partying up until, like, senior year in high school. Okay. All right. But I, I wasn't, I stopped hanging out with my friend. Great. And do you know, by senior year in high school, she was addicted to heroin. Mm-mm-mm. Like, she had to go... I mean, that's scary. Who are you telling? I mean, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, my God, that could have been me. Yes. Even though I felt like I was a little, I have, like, you know, more willpower than that. I had, like, I was always one, like, you know, when when you were in, like, drug, did you have D.A.R.E. class? What's it called, D.A.R.E.? Yes. Okay. When I was in D.A.R.E. class and they showed you the pictures. When they tried to scare you into being. It it scared me. Yes. Great. Right. So I didn't think I was going to go that far. But the fact that my friend that I hung out with every weekend was addicted to heroin by the time she was in 12th grade. Like, I just think about, like, what could have been. So clearly we love your father because (laughs) he got you on the straight and narrow. He saved me. He saved you. Um, But back then, so back then you weren't. You were not thinking about your future and what you were going to do and who you were going to be. No. Not th- who Who's doing that in ninth grade? Well, my children do that. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, they're going to be okay. <laughs> <They're> gonna- <laughs> oh, gosh. They're, they're like ahead of the curve. They are? Yes. Okay. That's amazing because, no, I'll be honest. I'm 41. I still don't know what I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that we're going to save for another episode, people. Robin's 41 and she has no clue yes. what she wants to do with her life. Yes. Uh, that's, yes. That, because I th- feel like that's a lot of people and people can relate to that. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I just feel like, yes. How many times in college, like you, I mean, I feel like all of my friends in college were like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Unless you have that one friend that's like, I'm going to be a doctor. And I'm like, good for you. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. You bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm so happy that you figured that out. Like, <laughs> This is true. But, but anyway, yes. I, um, yeah, so that story, that experience, like, probably saved my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It probably really saved me from just being, like, just totally jacked up. And seeing my parents so disappointed, like, literally scared me to the point where I was like, okay, I don't want to do that again. Great. And, you know, I still was a good student. I Like, I, you know, I, I finished, I was a good student. I was, I went to college. I, yeah. you know, graduated, all that good stuff. You met Juan, you had some kids. Yes. And you met a friend named Giselle. Boom, exactly. we're here today. So Giselle. Yes. <laughs> well, mine, mine is like um, Cinderella in comparison to yours. Mine is very <laughs> PG rated. I was not vandalizing any cars in the streets. Um, I think I had a wild moment. Let me see. Probably high school going into college. Mm-hmm. And I remember like one of the nights I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like I was turned. So in college, I happened to turn 21 mm-hmm. being in college. 21 is a very big difference from Robin's 
14 years old. Okay. <laughs> For the record. But anyway, um, and I was enjoying myself, living my life and doing my thing. I'm in college. And the guys I was hanging out with, they was like, Giselle, you're turning 21. You have to take 21 shots. <gasps> and I was like, okay. That oh sounds good God. to me. Oh my <laughs> so, God. I was like, so I was down. I was like, ready for the challenge. And I don't know where in the 21, I literally have no idea about the rest of the night. But I can promise you, I tried to get there because it was a challenge. And you I wanted. are lucky you're alive. I know. I wanted, to, I wanted to like beat the challenge. And I remember saying, I don't think I'm going to make it, y'all. Probably around shot 10. I was and like, I don't we, think I'm going to make it, y'all. some cheap ass liquor, too. It was probably like a mad dog. Oh, my God. But it was like shots of. Anyway, so and then. Oh, can, I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. But you said mad dog. Mm-hmm. So when my parents, when, when I got caught. Yeah being pissy drunk and my parents were like what were you thinking why are you doing this? i was like well it says that it's wine and i didn't think that wine was bad so she's just lying on top of lying <laughs> on top of lying i was trying i tried <laughs> you tried and then oh my god this is like the blame the victim i was trying to victimize myself mm-hmm. so then they're all like mad at me and my brother's like let me i was like i want to kill myself i'm going to kill myself that was like to get them to like Leave Back me alone. up off you. Yeah, leave me alone. I'm going yes. to kill myself. So yeah, I'm sorry. So at I least just... you were a smart juvenile delinquent. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yes. Um. So back a little bit back of a backstory. Yes. Um. I am the youngest of three kids. So by the time I was coming up, and we're all kind of like 18 months apart. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got like you know in my high school years or whatever, my my parents like I think were tired and mm-hmm. they didn't feel like dealing with me and they okay. didn't care what I did. So um, I did get away with a lot. You know, maybe sneaking out the house a couple times, things like that. But no, nothing like too traumatic. Right. But yes, when I was trying to take my 21 shots on my 21st birthday, I realized I can't do this. No. And I feel crazy. And I felt crazy for like weeks. Like I felt sick. I felt like delirious. I felt like God was trying to tell me something. I don't know what he was trying to tell me, but he was just like, bitch, you don't need to be drinking all this. Like that that was what I was getting from God. You are lucky you are alive. Yeah. I mean, and and not like, I guess to be serious now, like we do hear stories of people in college who die from alcohol overdose. Right. But whoever was giving me the challenge, I know who they are to this day. Mm. Why did y'all do that to me? Like, that wasn't nice. (laughs) That wasn't a good challenge. That was the worst. Right. And how would they feel if their daughter did that? Right. And I was so crazy. I just was like, okay, I'll do it. Right. Who agrees to this? Right. Okay. Stupid stupid college students. Right. Um, And then, you know, after I graduated from college, and I still, I didn't know what I wanted to do either. I didn't know you know, where I wanted to land. I do know that I did want to like plan things. I want to be like an event planner, wedding planner, something like that. And I did do that for a little while for the NAACP um, where I met Jamal, got married. So um, I had an event planning background as well. Okay. All right. Let me and Rob got, you know, Mm -hmm. things in common. But never in a million years if somebody said, you're going to be in a reality television show and you're going to be a housewife and you're going to be on Bravo, I would be like, hell no. Not only no, but I don't want to do that. Right. It wasn't a desire. It, no. You know, some people want to be on TV. Right. Yeah. I had no desire. I was living my life and enjoying myself prior to our casting director calling me and saying, this is what you're going to do. Right. And then and then I actually talked, when we, you and I talked about it, you were like, Giselle, we only live once. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Yeah. And where, where why not? And... Who knows if we'll make it past season one? Right. We on season six. I didn't even think season one was going to make the light of day. Yes. 
we're on season three. Just for the for the for the people in the in the cheap seats in the back, we on season three. And Robin's like, "Are we still on this show? Right? Is this or was this real? Like, yeah, Robin, it's season Somebody three. Bitch me, wake me up. <laughs> yes, How did I like get here? Robin didn't get it for a very long time that we were on TV. Like, she'd be like confused. Like, we'd be walking down the street, people screaming our names. She's like, "Who are they talking to? Right? They talking to us, Robin? We're on TV." <laughs> I, I actually experienced that this past weekend at a basketball tournament. Yeah. That, like there's this lady like waving crazy and I'm like looking behind me. I'm like, what? Oh, she, oh, she sees somebody. Oh, you're waving at me. Hi. Yes. I will never forget. And actually this, this was actually season one. So it was a little weird. So this could, this could be believable. I mean, you could, you know, not be this naive. Right. We were in Bethany beach and because we went there for Ashley's. Um, that was our trip. That was our trip. Yeah. Bethany beach. And, they got wind that a reality show was filming in Bethany mm-hmm. Beach. So we were like, I think, going to the boardwalk or whatever. And it was a mob of people mm-hmm. just like waiting for us to get off the bus. Mm-hmm. And Robin was like, holy shit, who are those people? Why are they here? What are right. they doing here? I was like, Robin, they're here for, for us. us. And she was like, what no. do you mean? I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, yes. No. They see camera crews and they're running. Yes. Now, at the time, they, they nobody knew. thought Beyonce was getting off the bus, though. And Beyonce did. It was me and you. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyway, um, so we get off the bus and they didn't know who we were. But like after that, it's like, you know, it has this ride has been a blessing, I'll say, for um, for myself. And I think I can speak for both, for the both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ups and downs, it's highs and lows. But we have been able to showcase things that we do love. Right. And our family. I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of the mom that I am. And. I feel like that is a blessing. And if anybody can, especially your story, Robin, because you're so relatable, if anybody can learn from our lives, I think the whole thing is worth it. Right. Absolutely. One of the biggest blessings for me is when I receive feedback and comments from people who are like, you have helped me. Yeah. You know, you I've uh, you know, I'm, I'm not in a good place, but I watch the show and either it's for comic relief or it's because they look at our stories yeah. and say, whoa, I can relate to that. I love how you overcame. Thank you for sharing. And so for me, the best part is just affecting other people's lives that I don't even know. And let me tell you, it's not easy. No, no. It's not easy. No. I don't recommend reality television for anybody who does not have thick skin. And when I say thick skin, like elephant skin. Right, right. Fortunately, and that's the thing about both of us. Yeah. We don't care. Like, no. you know, all of the scrutiny we receive. I mean, sometimes it is a little jarring when so, you can we, we can receive so much negativity, but we know who we are. Yeah. And we have the people in our lives that are important to us and we know that love us and they're not going to change for us no. and we're not going to change for them. So fortunately, I've been able to maintain friendships with all of my friends that mm-hmm. I've been friends with before the show mm-hmm. and they don't give a damn about the show. Mm mm. You know what Mm-mm. I mean? And so I can have good girl time with my friends and not talk about the show. Yeah. And just feel like myself. And so, yes, it's it's stressful. It's hard. Filming is hard. Watching the show is hard. The, you know, scrutiny is hard. But overall, the blessing has been just like way more than, than the negativity. So. Right. Right. So, people, we are about to wrap up this first episode. We wow, that was so fast. I know, I, but th- we, we we have a couple takes from the episode. Okay, so take number one for me is Robin was a juvenile delinquent, but she has come so far, people. <laughs> okay, she has. I mean, listen, she didn't come from 
vandalizing Mercedes Benz yes. to being an owner of Embellished and her hats are selling. I have on one right now. Her yes. hats are selling like hotcakes, honey. Hotcakes. So that's amazing. Do you have a take from this show? I do. I would say, thank God that Giselle did not overdose and she's here. <laughs> Because won't he do it? Yes, because we wouldn't be here. We would not be on season six of the nope. Real Housewives of Potomac. Nope, we would not. Yes, we would not. Yes. Um, and you know what? More importantly, like the power of friendship. Like I'm so happy that we're friends and and we have a sisterhood that is unbreakable. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, and that is so valuable. And when you have that friendship, everyone just nurture it. Yes, you know? yes. Now. At the end of every episode, guys, we're going to be giving you our reasonable person of the day or the week or the year and our shady person of the day, the week or the year. So who's reasonable these days? I mean, this is our first podcast. Yeah. And we just have to pay um, homage, homage, homage. Both. The H is silent, right? It's it's homage. 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 I promise I went to private school. Yeah. Um, we have to just give Dr. Fauci. Yes. Yes. Props. Yes. Fauci okay. in the house. His yes. Props. I don't care if you believe the pandemic is a hoax. We have been through hell. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Fauci has remained steady, steadfast, factual. Yep. And I mean, for the most part, it's crazy. Like they would say like, oh, um, I predict that in three months, the numbers are going to skyrocket. And we're sitting there like, oh, whatever. And then <laughs> come three months and the numbers skyrocket. So yes. like, I feel like everything that they said would happen, happened. Yes. So he's our reasonable person. He is our reasonable person. And, yes. and we got to give it up to our, our new president, Joe Biden. Yes. Just, just for the yes. sake of. Whoop, whoop. Thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you. 100%. <laughs> I, I find myself at this point in a reasonable way, not having to stalk CNN anymore to find out the bad news. I can actually go to bed feeling kind of safe and secure about the world. I knew that life was crazy when I would literally be listening to CNN in my car. Yeah. Like I would be driving and turn to CNN. And it was like almost like comforting to hear those voices that I've been listening to like all day, all night. Yeah. And now... I don't have to do that. Yes. I mean, you can if you want to, but I feel like I don't don't want to stalk CNN. I'm sorry. If y'all ratings go down, it's not our fault. No, it's not our fault. Yes. So (laughs) because the world is a little bit better. Yes. And we're feeling a little bit more secure about our leadership. And then now we have our shady person of the year. And ooh, she been shady, 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 Mm -hmm. shady, shady. Ooh, this thing been shady. Mm. And I don't even like to say her name because I just want her to go away. But that. She needs to go. Sister girl, COVID. Girl, Better you known are shady. As coronavirus. Better known as coronavirus. <laughs> Miss Coronavirus, you so shady. Ooh, you shady. And I'm going to need for you to leave, okay? So get your shady tail up out of here. Oh, we yes. are done with you. She has outworn her welcome. Yes, she has. She was never welcome. Never. No, no. Bitch. So we, we've had we've had enough of you. We're done. And um, I think our reasonably shady combination is a good one because I think... Fauci and Biden can get rid of our shady. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're, we are going to be back to normal one day, one day soon, one day soon, yes. one day soon. So I think I think that's it for today. That's it. I mean, I think we should tell people thank you, number one, for listening to us. Yes. And I hope you continue to listen to us because we have a whole lot of exciting topics to talk about. Yes. You can expect to hear 
you know, just topics about relationships and yeah. business and friendships and beauty and, you know, current events we're going to tackle. Um, yes. And, and so, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm and, and I mean, and it's going to be fun and funny. And <laughs> you're going to feel like you're talking to your girlfriends. Oh, and then, you know, at some point we're going to have advice yep. segments. Yep. So if you have some, if you need your advice from me or Giselle, mm. I mean, I don't know who you want advice from. Mm, probably but. me. We'll both give it to you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But um, next, our next podcast, we believe it's going to be about breaking up or making up. All about relationships and and that animal that we call love. So you don't want to miss that. Yes. So until then, holla back. Reasonably shady. Which one are you going to be this week? Ooh, I'm going to be shady. I will continue to be reasonable. (laughs) Bye. Bye, people. Thank you. Reasonably Shady is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And you can connect with us on social media at Robin Dixon 10, Giselle Bryant, and Reasonably Shady. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.